welcome to the Wonderlust Virtual Assistant Podcast. I'm Rebecca, VA coach, business author, and digital nomad. Through empowered mentorship, I coach women to embrace their dreams and build an online biz that unleashes their freedom. Today's episode is a recording of a masterclass that I hosted for free that I called a five-step business plan for new VAs. I know a lot of you are interested in virtual assisting and you know you can do the tasks, but when it comes to starting a business and taking it from idea to execution, you get totally lost. So I hosted this masterclass to paint the entire picture. What are the five steps that you need to start working on in order to build a full-fledged virtual assistant business? Let's begin. So for this masterclass, the goal I have for this masterclass is to paint the entire picture of the process for you from beginning to end, starting and building a virtual assistant business, okay? A lot of us who are interested in VAs, a lot of us usually are like pretty organized people. That's probably why we're feeling pulled to get into virtual assisting. And with that like organization and that ability to, to really see things from all angles, we're the type of personalities that would like to be able to see the whole picture before we dive in. Can I get an amen? Is, any, is this resonating with any of you in the comments? It totally resonates with me. I am someone that like, if I'm about to take action on something, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. But like, what's the long game? What's, what's the whole picture? I don't like chipping away at something completely blind right? So this masterclass, my five-step VA business plan, this is my intention is to paint the whole picture. What is the entire process going to look like? And then if you're interested in getting into each of the processes in more detail, then that is something you can dive into it later, right? But right now I'm going to like roll out the whole map and people are going to be like, oh, okay, I understand what the whole process is. And then hopefully you can even figure out where you are in the process as well. Hi, Brittany. Amazing. Ooh, look, I just did a swipey thing. Cool. Okay. Ronnie says, hey, thank you. Oh, perfect. Here they are. They're coming in. The comments are delayed. Hi, Sarah. I love it. Oh, amazing. Okay. So <clears throat> definitely need all the info. I know, right? I'm, I'm like, whoa, what's, what are all the pieces? And then I'm like, okay, but then just give me the first step. Thank you for telling me all the steps. And now I just need to focus it one step at a time. And actually, if some of you have been following me for a while, the Wonderless Virtual Assistant has completely changed the way that we are supporting women in building virtual assistant businesses. We are now doing everything just one step at a time because there's like so much going on in the world right now. And it's just like so overwhelming and everyone has extra things on their plates that we're all trying to deal with. And so I'm like, okay, let's just do one step at a time. And that's what we're going to do. Okay. So before I jump into the five-step business plan, I want to tell you ladies, I want to give you a little heads up of the two main obstacles that get in people's way when they want to become a virtual assistant. Okay. So a lot of us are interested in virtual assisting. We look at the skills and the services that they offer and we're thinking we could, I can totally do that. 
I can totally support someone with their admin. I can totally support someone with their design. I can totally, totally, right? You can see yourself offering the services, which is great. But how do you, how do you get to that point? <laughs> how do you get to offering the services, right? So the, the two main obstacles that get in the way, the first is that we are, we just circle around the dream. We're like vultures, ravens, and we are circling around the dream and we keep reading about it. We keep following people on Instagram. We keep dreaming about it. We just, we're circling, we're circling. A lot of us are doing that. And the difference between a vulture that circles and a vulture that actually gets the, the, the prize is that you've got to decide to just dive bomb, right? To just like take action and get right in. So that number one obstacle is people just constantly circling. Like, oh, if I, if I just research it a little bit more, then that will suddenly make me take action. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch one more YouTube video. Or I'm just gonna watch one more masterclass or I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna circle and circle and circle. And then one day I'll just wake up and start dive bombing. Maybe, maybe. And the second, the second obstacle that gets in the way is that you don't make it a priority. So this is, I've said this to a couple of ladies and it feels like tough love and it feels like like a bit of a slap, but it's actually just the truth. If you look at sort of how you're spending your time in your day or over a couple of months and you, you can reflect back and be like, you know, if I just watched a little less Netflix or if I woke up a little bit earlier or if I just said no to a, a few more dinner parties, I could have built a VA business by now. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. I have helped women start virtual assistant businesses in a matter of weeks. And I've also been there for women who take a lot longer and reflect back and think, I could have just done that in a couple of weeks or a couple of months if I had just made it a priority. And I'm like, yeah. So those are the two main obstacles. The circling, thinking that you'll get hit with a magic wand and something will make you dive bomb. And the other one is just not making it a priority. This can't be something you just chip away at and hope that by accumulating chips here and there that you'll build, you'll build it. The virtual world is moving so fast. It's something that you kind of need to just make it a priority and really dig into. You'll notice that one of those obstacles, neither of those obstacles I said was lack of skills. That's not an obstacle. That's a pseudo obstacle. That's a fake facade obstacle. You do not lack skills and therefore can't do it. That's not an obstacle. Okay. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to learn a little bit more and then I'll, then I'll be ready. Mm -mm. That's procrastination wearing lack of skills clothing. That's lack of confidence wearing lack of skills clothing. Skills is not something lack of skills or thinking you need skills or, or thinking you need to be an expert or blah, blah, blah. That is not a real obstacle. So if that's a story you're telling yourself, woo girl, I just gave you permission to stop telling yourself that story. Okay. So 
I'm gonna dive into my five main steps, okay? So again, this is me painting the entire picture of sort of you deciding, okay, I want to be a virtual assistant. It's something I can totally see myself doing and I'm ready to commit to making the business. And then I'm gonna go like step five is like beyond. Like then what? Like once you've done it, okay? So if you wanna like grab a piece of paper or whatever, or just be like, nope, I'm zeroing in. My ears are the only note takers I need. Okay. Step one is setting up the business, the businessy stuff. Okay. This is like, um, <clears throat> understanding business licenses, understanding, um, what your business looks like in the eyes of the government at tax time, banking, stuff like this. This is like the businessy stuff and you want to set that up. Because at some point you're gonna have to, and it is way less of a headache to do it as step one than to have to try to do it in, in hindsight and, and upon reflection, okay? So for the ladies who are in my Emerge program, this is exactly what we're doing. If you are not in my Emerge program, totally fine. What you can do is you can go to your government website and start to research sole proprietorship. Okay, that is what your business will be classified as. When you start a virtual assistant business or any kind of freelance online business, okay, the government is going to call it a sole proprietorship. Okay, so after this masterclass, run to your government website and type in sole proprietorship. That's where you're gonna start. That is the businessy umbrella that you're falling under sole proprietorship. Okay. Also under step one on the setting up your business is understanding banking as an entrepreneur, understanding taxes as an entrepreneur, not as an employee. So some of you might be at nine to fives, you're an employee, you've got benefits, You've, you get, you know, at April, the, the government might send you money at tax time. You get reimbursed or you get a tax credit or whatever. And that's what you've been used to. Um, you're used to maybe your office supplies being uh, given to you by your, by your employer. Maybe your employer supplies your computer. Your employer supplies your, supplies your pens, right? That's employee mindset. Now setting up the business, we need to understand that we are now entrepreneurs, independent contractors. And what does that mean? What does that mean when it comes to collecting revenue from your clients? What does it mean to then track your expenses, spending money on your business? Now you have to buy the laptop. Now you have to pay for the internet. So you track that, but because it's money spent on your business, that affects you at tax time. So now it's starting to like, okay, we now have to start to think like this. This is still, I'm still in step one, the setting up the business. And in addition to that, sort of like tracking the revenue, like your clients are sending you money, cool. 
You're keeping your receipts every time you buy pens and pencils and your office chair. You're keeping those receipts because those are expenses in your business. And now you also have to put money aside to pay for taxes. Right? So at an as an employee, maybe at your nine to five job, what you may or may not have noticed is that taxes come off your paycheck every time. You've been paying taxes all year round, every time you get paid. Well, now as a virtual assistant in April, May, June, around tax time, you now have to send money to the government to pay taxes. And are you putting that money aside? Right? So that's the setting up a business. And step one is to go to your government website and be looking up sole proprietorship. That's what you will be as a virtual assistant, as an online freelancer, sole proprietorship. Okay. If you start to Google that, if you start to research that a lot of aha moments are going to happen for you. Okay. Also in step one of setting up the business, this is when you create your VA profile. Now your VA profile is like your resume. You don't need a website to start a VA business. In fact, sometimes it can burn you. I've seen a lot of crappy websites <laughs> that makes me not want to hire a VA. So you're going to create your VA profile. What is a VA profile? You can even go into the Wonderless VA Facebook group and use the search bar and you'll see examples of them. Great question, Ronnie. I'll get to it. Uh, you're going to want to, so you're going to want to build your VA profile. This can be done tonight. It's your resume as a virtual assistant. Do you have to have VA experience to create a profile? No sister, no sister. Okay, your VA profile is going to be what you send potential clients that shares a little bit about you, talks about your soft skills. Okay, if you don't know what I mean by soft skills, I mean like that stuff you can't teach people. Leadership would be a soft skill. Organization would be a soft skill. And your hard skills. Do you know how to use Google Drive? Do you know how to post on Instagram? What platforms do you already know how to use? from previous work experience or just living in today's world that you can write on this VA profile and say, Hey, I can take this off your plate. So that's the next step in setting up the business is creating your VA profile. Okay. This can be done tonight. And then you have something to send potential clients here. This is a one page PDF to say a little bit about me. Here are my soft skills, my hard skills, maybe even some relevant experience. Some of you have office admin experience. You put that all on there and be like, there you go. Let's hop on a discovery call. Okay. You do not need a website to get started. You do not need a portfolio to get started. You don't need examples of your work to get started. 
You do not need testimonials to get started. Those are all things that will just come as you, as you grow. Okay. Also in step one, setting up the business, creating your VA packages, determining your prices. Okay. This is all step one, setting up the business. So I hope what you can see is you're like, okay, step one is that if I'm going to go to a potential client, what are they going to ask me? One is how can I help them? That's your VA profile. Next, they're going to be like, great. What are your prices and packages? Right? So those are the two things you're going to be like, okay, I have these. Great. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk to potential clients. So you're going to want to set your prices and map out your different packages. Package examples are bundles of hours. Maybe you're like, hey, 20 hours of my services costs this much. Maybe they're per project packages. Setting up your website landing page is going to cost this much. Designing your logo is going to cost this much. Retainers, there's different packages, okay? Price, none of you should be working for less than $20 an hour. And really, I actually mean 25, but I wanna cast my net so I catch some of you at the bottom. Do not work for less than $20 an hour. And when I say that, I really mean 25, okay? So that is setting up the business, step one. Understanding the businessy thing like, okay, I'm a sole proprietor now. And so now I collect revenue from my clients. I pay for stuff in my business. I need to track that. And now I'm going to have to pay taxes. So I better keep money aside for that, right? That kind of businessy thing. Then you're like, all right, I understand that sole proprietorship. I'm going to create my VA profile. So I literally have something to hand potential clients. And then they're going to come back to me and be like, great. What are your rates and packages? I better have that set up. Okay. Ronnie, to answer your question, does it matter if you do a sole proprietorship or LLC? Yes. Do a sole proprietorship. LLC is incorporating. And really the main reason why anyone would incorporate a business is in the case that you think you're in a world where you could get sued. which I've never heard of a virtual assistant get sued before. LLCs, you do not need to incorporate or do an LLC to get started. Most VAs don't because they're really expensive. Opening an LLC is really expensive. Okay. Sole proprietorship. When you all, after this masterclass, go and Google what the heck that is, sole proprietorship means that you, the sole person, offers a service and you get paid for it. 
So you can work your nine to five and be a VA. And the government says, cool, this money from VA is called a sole proprietorship. It means that you are someone who is, you're a single person, you're a sole person, and you're bringing in money. You're working other jobs. Great. That's what a sole proprietorship is. There is no paperwork to set up a sole proprietorship. It's automatic. So at tax time, you go, hey, government, I, I earned this much from my nine to five. I also earned this much from VA. The government goes, cool. We'll call that your sole proprietorship income. No actions required. This is the government's way of helping you start a business. So that is step one. Okay. Step two. So you've got the business set up, you're ready, you like understand what this all means when you like start to earn money from a client. You've got your VA profile, you've handed it to a potential client, they're like, cool, let's talk further. What are your rates and packages? And you're like, okay, here they are. Step two is finding clients. Whose heart just dropped? <laughs> a lot of people enter into step one because they're like, great, I'm going to research sole proprietorship. I've created my VA profile. I've determined my prices and packages. Great. And then I'm like, okay, now it's time to find clients. And they're like, what? <laughs> I have to go find people and, and, and offer my services? But every human is different. What if I, it's the same butterflies. If any of you are like terrified to call the doctor's office and book an appointment or like the dentist's office and book an appointment, that's me. I, I don't like calling people I can't see or be in the presence of because I'm like, I don't know what's on the other side of this phone. That's what starting to find clients is like. It's terrifying. This is when the vulture starts to dive bomb. And you just got to do it. You got to put on your big girl pants and be like, this is going to be a wild ride. And I'm going to get some clients and I'm not going to get some clients. I'm going to get some clients I love and I'm going to get some clients and it's not going to work out like, you know, you know what it's like? It's like dating sister. We can sit in our living room and hope that our forever person just appears. <laughs> on the couch next to us and is like, do you want to be my life partner forever? And you're like, well, that was easy. Or we can start to swipe. Or we can go and sit at the bar with our girlfriends. It's exactly like dating. You really don't know what you're going to get until you start to date around. You need to go out for dinner. You need to go and, and flirt with people. You need to swipe. You need to, you need to go from texting to phone calls. <clears throat> it's terrifying. I know, but welcome. <laughs> There's no, I can just tell you it's a lot like dating and hope that you get it and just say, there's no easy way to just have to start looking with, for clients, start having those conversations. They get way easier. The more you do them, trust me. Okay. So finding clients, this is step, I always skipped a step. Oh. We'll put them in a different order. Okay, step two, finding clients. <laughs> oh. 
So to find clients, I want you to avoid freelance websites like Upwork, Indeed, and Fiverr, you name them, okay? I want you to avoid platforms like that. And I'm going to actually host an entirely new masterclass on like the exact reasons why, but the main sort of overall teaching of that upcoming masterclass is going to be that you don't have to find clients there. You can find clients independent of those platforms and your business will be a hell of a lot easier. Okay. So I really want you to avoid those sites. And I know that when you Google how to find clients, they're the first things that top up, that pop up at the top of the Google search because they've got really powerful SEO and they've got it figured out so that they show up at the top of the Google search. I know girl, I was there, but there are other ways to find clients independent of those platforms that are way better because those platforms, they take some of your money, they lock you into contracts. It's just like, I just would rather you not. Okay. Okay. So when you're in that finding clients step, which we've now called step two, <laughs> this is when you get to interact with potential clients. This is when you get to think about, do I have an ideal client? Is there a particular like industry that I'm interested in supporting? Do I want to support female run small businesses? LGBTQ plus businesses? Do you have an ideal client or do you not? Are you motivated by something else? Maybe you really want to leave your toxic nine to five and your ideal client is the first one that will agree to work with you. Totally fine. But these are the questions we get to start asking in that finding client step. Do we care? Maybe our ideal client is someone that's referred to us through our church because we really value that connection. Okay. This is also a step where maybe you say, Hey, Rebecca, I actually have a very specific skill set from a previous life. And I want to start my virtual assistant business offering that expertise right off the bat. I'm like, cool, great. Let's lean into that, right? Finding clients. This might be like, I've got a niche. Maybe you are very artistic. And you're like, hey, Rebecca, I'm ready to start finding clients. What do you suggest? How do I kind of like narrow down this process? And you're like, by the way, I'm really artistic. I'm be like, oh, I've got some ideas for you, right? Or maybe you're someone who's like, no, I like my niche. I don't want one right now because I just want to roll up my sleeves, maybe help businesses that are like one to two people in the team because I want to like get in to every aspect and find out which area I love. <clears throat> I know a number of virtual assistants that eventually over the years became the COO of their client's company because they didn't go in with like a specific expertise. They were just like, where can I help? Where can I help? 
and they rolled up their sleeves and them and their client, they built that business up. Next thing you know, VA COO. I've seen this happen multiple times. It's freaking badass. Okay. So that's step two It's finding clients. It's dating. It's downloading Tinder and starting to swipe. Okay. So step three is, which anyway was supposed to be step two, but step three to, you know, you'll get it is organizing how you're going to onboard new clients. Okay, so we're out there, we're looking for clients, we've got our VA profile, we've got our prices and packages. We're understanding, we're like, okay, if I receive money, it's as a sole proprietor. Okay, cool, I'm not going in this blind, I'm starting to chit chat with some potential clients. And then a client's like, let's go, I'm ready, let's work together. You're gonna wanna be organized on how you onboard them. And the reason why I think this step is important is because a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from clients is that virtual assistants who go through training and I get it because they go through my training, <clears throat> but it's probably anyone's training. They can feel and they can tell the difference of like a virtual assistant who goes through a, like a professional training compared to a VA who's just like, yeah, I started this in my bedroom. <laughs> How can I help? <laughs> right? The onboarding process is like the first date. There's a few things that you want to like establish and get out of the way in order to really build that relationship on a strong foundation. So what do I mean by that? I mean an agreement slash contract to um, structure the new client's relationship. In your agreement, this is where you're going to like say what your boundaries are, your availability. What happens if they pay their invoice late? How can they contact you? What's going to be your communication method of choice? In your agreement, you're going to put in like how you're going to handle their private information their login information. Some of you might have their credit card information. This is the kind of stuff you're putting into your agreement. So that when a client's like, you found a client, they're like, okay, great. Let's work together. I choose this package. You send your invoice and you're like, great, pay this invoice, sign this contract and we'll be ready to go. I think that's important. I see a lot of virtual assistants find clients, onboard them. They haven't set clear boundaries. They didn't sort of send that agreement out and have it signed or agreed to. And then a couple months down the road, they have resentment because their client is, is not respecting their boundaries. And yet they never told them what the boundaries were. So it bit them in the butt. We see this all the time. Virtual assistants will give out their personal phone number and clients will call them on the weekend. Hell no. That's a no. That's a no. That's a no. And this is the kind of stuff that can get all squared away in an agreement when you onboard a client. Okay. 
This is also, you're gonna have like discovery calls and kickoff calls with these clients. And a lot of clients, they're hiring you because they're like, okay, you're the virtual assistant. You understand like how you can help me. And really what we need is we need to sit down, have a meeting. I'm gonna tell you where I'm drowning or the tasks that I need to hand off for whatever reason, either you're gonna be better at them than me or my time is better spent somewhere else. So understanding those discovery calls and having that kickoff call, meet, meet with your client, meet with your client. If you are watching this, you're in the Wonderless VA world, I do not want you to be a VA that just like pushes paper clips around. Kind of, you know what I mean by that analogy? Like, whatever. That maybe that job's really important, but let someone else do that job. I'm talking about VAs that have meetings with their clients and they help plan out that launch for their new book. And the VA's like, Kate, I'll help you draft up these emails that are going to go out to your customer base and we're going to talk about the pre-sale of your book. Then I'm going to organize book signings at bookstores in your area and I'm going to get that all scheduled and ready to go. And then we're going to increase the price of your book. And then when people order the book, we're going to da 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 Those are the kind of VAs that, are, that come through the Wonderlust VA world. Those ones. Okay. Also under this step, which is organizing onboarding new clients, is invoicing. Do you know how to invoice your clients and connect your bank account so that the money goes through smoothly? That kind of stuff. Okay. So we've gone through step one, which is the businessy setup. Step one is like at the end of it, you're like, whoa, I have something. I'm ready to, to start looking for clients, right? Step two, find those clients. Step three, are you prepared to onboard them? Do you have your agreement? Do you understand what a discovery call is? Excuse me, do you understand what a kickoff call is? All that kind of stuff. Are you ready to like, are you, can you send an invoice and have them pay it? Is all that ready, okay? The first three steps are like baby VA setup steps. Because now you're working with a client, you're receiving monies, you're having meetings, you're working on projects, you're probably starting to onboard other clients, you're working with multiple clients, maybe you've quit your nine to five now, life is great, you're traveling the world, okay? Step four is start to refine your skills and services as a VA. Step four, this was not step one, it was not step two, step four. This is when you start to refine your skills and develop your skills as a VA. You can be learning and fine-tuning your skills while you're working with clients, while you're looking for clients, while you're building your roster. You don't have to 
Wait until you think you're an expert in an area that you think clients want to, in order to get started. Because here's the other thing. You don't know what clients want. And there are going to be services and parts of online business that today you didn't even know about. And therefore, you wouldn't even know you might fall in love with it. This was my story. I started my virtual assistant business with admin experience. My first big client was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company and I was their remote executive assistant. And I did stuff that anyone could have done. Schedule meetings, clean out inboxes, respond to generic emails, keep them on track, schedule their travel, dinner reservations, got them out of a parking ticket once. This is how I started because those were the skills I had. Then while I was virtual assisting, while I was working with clients, I was exposed to something called email marketing. I had never heard of it before. Turns out I loved it and I was really good at it. And I wouldn't have had any idea if I thought I had to master that before I started looking for clients. No. Skills is something that you will always be learning. You will always be developing it. So don't wait for some magical moment when suddenly you feel like you know enough. You're never going to know enough. That's fun. It's fun like constantly learning means we're not bored at our nine to five doing the same mundane stuff all the time. That's what that means. Okay. So that's step four. This is when you start to refine your skills. This is when maybe you fall in love with a niche and think, oh, I've got a knack for this. while you're making money. I want that to be a big aha moment for you. That's step four. Step five, five-step business plan. Step five, now that you've got your virtual assistant business, you're receiving money, you're getting paid by clients, you're putting money aside for taxes, you're now refining your skills. Woo, woo, woo. Step five, is now when we talk about like next level marketing and growth of your virtual assistant business. A lot of you will not stay VAs forever. You're gonna start a VA business. It's gonna be like a gateway drug into the online world and you're gonna get into the online world and you're gonna start working for yourself and you're gonna get exposed to all these different businesses through a vast variety of clients and you're gonna be like, whoa, I wanna do more. I wanna start another business. Or, or virtual assisting was great, but I can feel I'm taking on more responsibility and I'm ready for the next thing. So I'm now going to become an online business manager. Or maybe you fi find a niche that you really love and you're like, I'm going to become the go-to expert on this 
platform. I'm going to do audits for that platform and people are going to hire me to set up that platform. Maybe I'll even become a consultant because I've learned so much as a VA. Maybe you're like, I am in such demand. I need to hire a team. I need to subcontract VAs. I need help. Okay, this is step five. Step five is like, sweet sister, now what? This is exciting. Some of you might stay VAs forever. Also totally fine. This is also when you're going to start like raising your rates. Because you're going to be like, I am way better and provide way more value now than I used to because of how much I've learned and all the experience I have. So you're going to have to pay me more. Okay, this is what we do in step five. We've established our VA business. We're working with clients now. It's like, now what? Hmm? This is also maybe like, we're going to look at marketing a little differently. Maybe you're like, I'm, I'm now going to start a website. Now that I kind of understand where I am in this whole VA world thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a website now. Or maybe you're like, I now want to provide valuable content on a specific topic, so I'm gonna start an Instagram account for my VA business. Maybe attract clients that way. So that's step five. Step five is like, what next? And in my high-level mastermind, this is exactly what we're, we're all doing. It's all step five stuff, which is super cool. Okay? Now stick around, because there's a giveaway at the end of this masterclass if you're watching live, which I'm super excited about. So step one, setting up that business. A lot of you might be in that step one phase. So after this masterclass, Google sole proprietorship in your country and just start to read because that's going to be what your business is. It's a sole proprietorship. Okay. And then you're going to be like, okay, I understand that. Now it's like, what are you going to hand to potential clients? It's going to be your VA profile. And you're now going to want to know your prices and packages. What did I say? Do not work for less than $20 an hour, which actually means 25. Okay. Once you have those three things set up and you're like, okay, I'm ready to hit the bars and start dating clients. Okay. So then step two, start looking for clients. And some of your hearts might be racing and there might be butterflies and I get it and it won't go away. So time to dive in. And then step three is what's going to really differentiate between you and a VA that might be less professional. And that's understanding your agreement, having that so that you're to send your clients for them to agree to. And also like holding a really professional onboarding call, getting really clear on what their business is, what their goals are, how can you support them? And then you send your first invoice and they pay it before you start working. Okay. <clears throat> Step four, congratulations. You're working with clients now. You can see yourself doing it. You've got a couple of clients. You're receiving money. Tax time's around. You file as a sole proprietor. Woo, woo, woo. You get it. Step four is now like, cool. 
What, what sort of skills, what kind of platforms have you been playing in with your client? Probably getting a lot better at them. Maybe your client uses a particular program and they taught you how to use it and now you're actually really good in it. You're the person in charge of it. You're like, I am really good at using this platform. I'm the go-to person on the team. As your virtual assisting, trust me, the learning curve is so steep because you go from like zero <laughs> to virtual assisting. There's so much you're gonna learn in that really steep curve that's gonna give you a lot of confidence. And you're going to have learned it anyway, so you might as well be making money while you do it. You already have enough skills to start offering as a virtual assistant. If a lack of skills is the story you're telling yourself and you haven't gotten started, please stop. Please stop cock blocking yourself by telling yourself the story that if, if you just master or one more thing or get certified in one more thing, then you'll be ready. You know that that's not the real reason. That's procrastination and fear wearing lack of skills clothing. Okay, and then step five is when we're going to be like, cool, now what? Where do you want to take your business from here? Do you want more clients? Do you want less clients? Do you want to start offering other things? Want to, do you want to start another stream of income? Do you want to niche into something? Do you want to like, do you work with one client and you just love that client's industry and your other clients, they don't let you out, light you up as much. So now you're like, hey, Rebecca, I actually want to like niche into this industry. Therefore, I'm going to have to drop some of these clients and make room for more of these ones. And I'm going to be like, yeah, sister, let's do it. Okay. So those are the five steps, starting the business, finding clients, nailing your onboarding process, refining your skills. This is really hard to do. <laughs> and then like next level marketing, next level growth. Okay, those are the five steps. That's your biz plan. Step one, go research your sole proprietorship. Create your VA profile and determine your prices. And then literally it's finding clients. And if you're not doing that, it's not because I didn't tell you to. Okay, what are some of these questions? Ali, this sounds exactly like my brain telling me to get started. Totally. Lori, would you recommend starting on Instagram page as a way to share your info with potential clients? <clears throat> this is a great question, Lori. And this is what I'm going to tell you and everyone watching. There's a very strategic way to create an Instagram account for marketing your business. The only ways I've seen it work is like in a very strategic way. Cool. Next. If any of you think that if you just post on Instagram, clients will magically show up in your living room, that's not going to happen. That's a passive way of finding clients. And that passive route is going to take so long 
and actually might not happen. So there is an active, aggressive, specific way to use Instagram to find clients. And then there's this like fluffy, if I just keep posting about who I am and, and general virtual assistant business off services, a client will happen to land on my page and then they'll happen to DM me and they won't be a scam and then life will be amazing. I'd rather you take that time that you're posting on Instagram and actually just go out and actively start finding clients. Ronnie, do you have an example of prices to set? So pricing, what I normally do is set an hourly rate. This is like what you're going to work per hour. And then you create different types of packages that like are an incentive for the client to commit to you longer. So hourly would be like, hey, can you, can you do this task and then just bill me for however long it took you to do it? And it could be three hours, it could be five hours, it could be whatever. Or you can be like, hey, for a bit of a discount, you can purchase this 20 hour bundle and wherever you want those 20 hours to be spent, let's go. And at the end of the 20 hours, you can be like, you wanna buy another 20? Let's roll, we're only getting started. So hourly, a 20-hour package, maybe a 10-hour package. I wouldn't go lower than a five-hour package. If a client doesn't want you for more than five hours, then like pff, go somewhere else per project. But really, that's when, that's like, if you're, if you're like, wait, I don't know how to, I don't know how to package a, price a project, then you probably don't know how to price a pod, project. Whoa, that was a tongue twister. If some of you are like already got experience with maybe some like web stuff or some design stuff, and when I say per project, you're like, I know what Rebecca's talking about, then yeah, you can start with that. Okay. Allie, I was using the sites you said to stay away from to find clients, so now I'm stumped on where to look. Well, I've got information for you. Totally though. Can you see why we all use those sites? And there are VAs out there that use those sites and are peachy. But the VAs that come into my world and I show them other ways to find clients that ended up finding clients on those sites are like, this is a nightmare. Get me out of here. And it can be a mess getting untangled from those sites. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I don't recommend it. Okay. So let's keep going. This five-step business plan that is how I'm now choosing to support women is like step by step by step by step. Because can you see that if I was like, here are all the steps, some of you are like, wait, 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 this is overwhelming. So I've painted the whole picture for you so that you can see it from start to finish. And now a lot of you are trying to figure out what step you're at. Some of you are like, yeah, yeah, I've got... I've got the first step figured out, so I am now in the finding client step, okay? Some of you are, are still just conceptualizing and you're like, okay, after this masterclass, I'm gonna start looking up sole proprietorship. Some of you might be like, I have clients and my boundaries are so undefined and it is miserable. I need to, I need to get into that step. 
And some of you might be like, I'm already a VA. I'm ready for the fifth step. Rebecca, how can we up level, take this thing to the next, to the next phase? Okay. So those are the steps. So what we're doing in the Wonderless VA is I'm helping you with all those steps. And I don't care what step you're in. So right now I've got a program called Emerge and this is when we're setting up the business. This is the taxes, revenue, expenses one, okay? So that's happening. The next one is finding clients. And that program's going to start May 1st and I'm gonna run it for like a month because I want you to find clients by the end of it. I do not run programs that you just watch and circle and don't actually do anything about it, <laughs> okay? Go read a book if you're not gonna do anything about it. These programs are like, okay, I wanna hold your hand. I wanna be standing right behind you as you talk to potential clients. So what the client's like, ask this question. I'm gonna be like, okay, say this answer. And then you're gonna say it. Or you're gonna be like, hey, I'm talking with this potential client. They mentioned this. I have no idea what that is. I'm gonna be like, cool. This is what that is. This is how you handle it. Okay? So it's my finding clients program and it's March 1st. Okay, and before that, February 15th, I'm doing a boot camp on discovery calls. How to have a discovery call. Which is my like it's like an interview. An interview is like the clients interview you. That's that word. When I say discovery call, I mean like you are a boss babe. You're going to hop into that meeting and be like, hey, am I the best fit to support you? Do we actually want to work together? What is your business? What do you need? This is how I'm going to price it. Do you want to work together? Okay, so then I've got a three-day boot camp where we're just going to talk about like, hey, how do, you, how do you have a discovery call? How do you run one? Okay, because I want you to go into all of these steps where you're being like, okay, I've mastered it. <laughs> I'm ready for the next one. Because too many of you are circling and circling because you just need support and you just need to build up a bit of confidence. Okay? So March 1st is the Finding Clients program. If you join that one, I'll give you the boot camp for free. So you're gonna learn discovery calls for free and then we're gonna find you some clients and you're gonna be like, yes, sister. And we're gonna find clients in ways that I trust. No Upwork, no Indeed, no Fiverr, no agencies. Nope, nope, nope. And there are so many ways to find clients that I trust, but all of you are different. You're gonna resonate with each way differently. What's gonna work for one of you is not gonna work for the other person. That's why I'm gonna be there holding hands, standing right behind you so you can lean on me and we're going to find those clients, okay? Thank you for listening to the Wonderless VA podcast. 
I hope this episode and many more help you fulfill your VA dreams. To learn more about virtual assisting, you can find us on all the channels, including Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.